in that case, which one, which role gives you more satisfaction as the game designer or as the uh, the one who running your own company? Yeah, so this is, uh, I, I hate both of these jobs. Sorry <laughs> to say that. Uh... Hello and welcome from Metro Manila, Philippines. This is Cardboard Buzz. Let's get going. Good day everyone and welcome to Cardboard Buzz. And today everyone, today we have something really special for you. You already heard his voice at the beginning of this episode. And yes, you are right. We had the amazing opportunity to talk to the CEO and founder of Portal Games. The designer of hit board games, Stronghold, Imperial Setters, Detective, and some of the newest games, Empress of the North and Preta Portal. The bringer of board games that tells us stories, Mr. Ignacy Chevichek. The following will be our full interview with him. Hope you enjoy! Ignacy, yeah, so th- again, thank you for giving us the time. Um, you're, you you just sent out a mes- message on Twitter and you, you, know, you confirmed with us. So we would like to actually talk about your upcoming games and, you know, board game design in general. We have uh, a bunch of questions from our listeners as well that we'd like to ask you. But uh, I guess the first one we'd like to talk about is um, Preta Porte. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not uh, butchering the how, how to actually say the name, but... How do you pronounce Nobody has a clue how to pronounce it. Nobody. <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> So I'm just gonna call it uh, Pretaport. Pretaport. I heard, I heard that from one of your podcasts before. <laughs> so yeah, it's a very unique concept for uh, a board game in the fashion industry. I don't think I've ever seen a, a board game about that uh, business before. Um, but so, what made you decide to create a theme around fashion instead of something like videos or business? Yes, it was many years ago and we received a prototype uh, from the young uh, Polish designer called the Pret-a-Porter and it was about the fashion and uh, back then uh, it was 2010 uh, Portal Games when we were releasing games we were looking for the titles that don't need to be translated so we can uh, save on the cost of production so if you look okay. in the previous in the previous times Neuroshima Hex, the same title all over the place. Stronghold, the same title all over the place. Uh, and of course, uh, the, the same, same with the preta porte We said, okay, okay, if the game has a title preta porte we will not need to translate it into different uh, languages. So it is a winner for us. We will save some costs. So we accepted the prototype and we started working on that. Over wow. the many, many months of designing the game, developing the game, this young designer, Jacek Novak, said that he's tired of uh, developing, he's tired of playtesting, he doesn't want to do any, anything <laughs> more with the game. And he very politely tells us, uh, get this prototype and I, I, I'm done. Uh, and of course, over the next months, we change the game over and over and over again. And in the final version of the game, he's in the thanks section that it was his idea to create the game about the fashion. But basically, we had <laughs> to start from the, from the scratch. So uh, it was quite ridiculous that the the friend of my Jacek came to me with the prototype. We yeah. used the title, and then we changed everything else. And he ended up not being a designer, but being the thanks node and being the 
inspiration for us to create the game of the fashion. But, but yeah, all of that started with us trying to save uh, on the cost of the production, because wow. back then Portuguese was a very small company, and they had a chance to print the box in French, uh, German, English as a one box was a winner for us. Fascinating. So all of that was because you wanted to save on translation. How wonderful. I yes, and it ended up in a very unique team, and now I'm very proud that we have such a game in the catalog. But back then, it was just us trying to save some money. Yeah, speaking of that theme, actually, uh, we've heard that you tried to entertain the idea of it um, being in the video game industry. I mean, for the newer edition, right? Because it, it's, yes, it, it will yes, be coming so out again. Yeah, what, why did you decide to stick with the fashion theme? So first first edition of Preta Porta, it didn't sell well. Uh, Portal Games was a small company back then. We didn't have a good distribution yet. The team was very unique, but it was unique, but it was awkward. Like uh, gamers, geeks don't want to play a game about making clothes. It is not a very good team for the for the for the geeks. And the reception on one hand, everybody was saying, "Hey, good job, very unique team." But on the other hand, nobody's buying the game. Like everybody was congratulating us for our courage. But then nobody was buying the game. And over the years after the release of the game, I had so many emails and geek, geek mails on Board Game Geek from the uh, players who said, I own a copy of Porta Porte. I love the game, but each time I go to my gaming club in my city and I put it on the table and I say that I want to play the game about the fashion, everybody laughs and don't want to play with me. <laughs> and it was a re recurring, and uh, you cannot believe how many emails like that I received over the years. So. When we were considering a new edition of the game, we decided that let's change the theme to the video game industry. So it is more appealing to the geeks. It is more appealing to our bodies, our industry, like video games. It makes perfect sense. And because one of the biggest fans of the game on the planet, Rado, Rado runs through, he loves Preta Porte. It is in his top mm. 10 games of all time. And he, before he became an influencer and reviewer, he worked in the video game industry. Like he had his background. So we reached to him. And he said, yes, he wants to develop with us a new edition of Preta Porte. He wants to help us use his experience to change Preta Porte to this great video game industry game. So this was our plan for uh, like two or three years. And we were we had we had a meeting with uh, Rado at S and brainstorming great time. And now the question remains why we stick with the <laughs> fashion mode, the fashion team. Uh, when we announced that we are changing the team, of course, ton of emails from the fans who says no don't change the team we love the original team and i'm saying in every single interview the team with their fashion didn't sell i'm changing it no no please don't change it it's awesome it's unique but on a serious note as you can see in the past few years we have a great change in the north especially in north america it is very easy to to see great change that finally uh, gamers and games are much more open for women, for families. It is much yes. more open as um, a hobby than this 10 years ago. When you went to the Gen Con on NN North America convention like five or 10 years ago, it was just mm -hmm. the geeks playing war games, you know, and role-playing games, and there was no woman whatsoever. Now it's a great flourishing hobby. So many women attracted to this hobby and families and everybody's playing the games. So we so we saw the opportunity. Right? There is this new uh, segment of the of the gamers who are women who love the bright, colorful, beautiful games and the fashion is an interesting thing for them. And we said, okay, so let's make a test. Let's make a risk 
and we decided we will not go for the retail because it's very risky. We will just yes. go to the Kickstarter, we'll announce that we are doing fashion mode, and we will see if it works. If the fashion team will work, we will release the game. If the fashion team will not work, we'll consider mm -hmm. going to the back to the video game industry. But as everybody knows already, the fashion team worked. There yes. was a lot of backers, we were very successful. So apparently, of course, Portal Games is now much bigger company than many years ago. That's, that's obvious. But I, I want to see this in a bigger picture, wider picture. The industry changed. We, have, we are much more now open for everybody. And uh, I do believe so much more women playing, girls playing games, and we can yes. uh, be more open, not only killing orcs, killing trolls, dark magic, necromancers, like we can do different teams than uh, standard fantasy or science fiction. So I'm proud that I'm part of this uh, movement of new interesting teams. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and congratulations for that successful Kickstarter campaign. Thank you. Just to share my experience when I told my uh, little sister and my friends that there's an upcoming new game about the fashion industry and they saw the artwork, they were very, very excited. They're not really hardcore gamers, but when they saw, they were very interested because this is a unique concept and they've always wanted to play uh, business in the fashion industry, especially with shows like Project Runway. So this this industry really appeals to them. So you're doing a great service by having uh, exploring new themes beyond uh, magic and other common themes for board games. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so um, a testament as well to, to the world uh, progressing, you know. Uh, and yeah, for everyone who doesn't know, I mean, Kick, uh, Kickstarter, it really did well. Um, it, 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 the target was a $35,000 and you reached 270000 Wow. So yeah, that's really great. Uh, I guess what I wanted to ask was, um, did you expect this kind of turnout? No, no, we, we didn't expect that. And of course, some people might... Uh, uh, not believe now somebody may say this is a false modesty etc etc but because i am super transparent and i'm all over the social media with the snapchat twitter instagram like people who are hardcore fans of portal games were literally seeing me on this uh, very monday when the kids had started that i got crazy because things were absolutely out of the control in the first hours of the Kickstarter. We were completely not prepared with announcing stretch goals because we, we had some plan, we had some expectations, and we had these stretch goals prepared for up, like, you know for these two weeks, and all these stretch goals were open in the first day of the campaign. We were completely not prepared for that. Uh, and uh, because we are doing a vlog, uh, Portal Games uh, uh, vlog on YouTube every single week, people who watch this vlog uh, were able to see that in the company, before the Kickstarter uh, began, we made a betting. So I, as the owner of the company, asked every employee to put a bet how many backers we will have in the first day and how many backers we will have at the end of the campaign. So you can literally see, and we, we put it in the, in the vlog, so everybody saw what were our expectations, and uh, everybody was so wrong. Like We, we didn't expect what will, what will happen. Yeah. My bet, as far as I remember, my bet was 300 backers, and we had like 1,000, <laughs> like it was absolutely out of the, out of the <laughs> blue. We didn't see that coming. We were very happy. We will remember because I stayed in the office with my employees, couple of my employees in the evening to manage the campaign. And mm -hmm. this is one of these moments we, as a, as a group of friends, will remember till end of our lives. Like we were literally seeing that <laughs> craziness is happening and we were looking at the monitor screen and you know, the. The numbers were just changing, new backer, new backer, new backer, 
and we're like, oh my God, we are not prepared, we are not prepared. And then we're like, okay, screw it, we'll do it in the morning because it is absolutely out of the control. Uh, magical mm -hmm. moment, a very successful Kickstarter campaign. Mm, uh, I don't think we will ever have something like that uh, yeah. um, again because it was absolutely magical. Yes, it's a pretty big success for Portal games. Um, and we wish uh, the, the same for your uh, upcoming games as well, uh, which I guess we should talk about now. Um, Empires of the North uh, was released, uh, right? And you're, you have the expansion now, uh, the Japanese islands um, uh, coming up as well. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, in, in relation to that, actually, there was a question from our listeners who wanted to ask, what was the idea? What triggered the idea to design Empires of the North when there was already Imperial Settlers? Um, you know, we love the game, by the way, uh, Imperial yes. Settlers. Um, and engine building, tableau building, but you know, uh, they would just like to know uh, they're they're set in the same universe, and both are card games about building an empire. So, what triggered uh, I want to I want to build Empires of the North? Yeah, so it is ex ex you already almost answered answered the question. Like we had so many fans who love Imperial Settlers, who love <laughs> engine building games, but after playing Imperial Settlers for five years in a row you might be sick of this game like you might say okay i played this game 100 times i love it but i'm done like i cannot look at this card anymore so we we decided and here in the office me and joanna my my, my developer we love this kind of game so uh, card games that you build your 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 engine and you're building these combos we love that style of game yes. so uh, instead of coming with another faction or another set of the cards that we will just add of course some twists and some new opportunities but it will be still once again the same impulse we said okay Janna, let's sit let's try to brainstorm let's try to come up with a new engine building game that will give a new powers new emotions new energy to play for the people who already love impulse but are tired of this game and yeah. here we have empires of the north of course it's very confusing for everybody so the whole year 2019 my 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 main marketing uh, purpose is to send a very clear message these are two very different games there mm -hmm. are two games that are set in the same universe and they have the same genre of the game so if you look at the board game geek database this is engine building game this is the genre of the of the of the game but they are very different they work differently i had so many questions on the twitter that can I use the cards from Empire of the North in the Imperial Settlers? No, these are different games. You cannot use cards from Race for the Galaxy in Imperial Settlers. <laughs> you cannot use, you know, like these are different games. They yes. share the world, they share the world, and they share the 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 genre, this engine building. Yes. But these are yes. completely different games. They work differently. There is a action action wheel with the special actions you can do. There is a sailing mechanism. There is so many different mechanisms. And yes, and we are now racing the first expansion for the game this this year at Essen both me and Joanna and uh, once again I, I I strongly don't believe in a false modesty which means that everybody says that I'm a cocky and I like to brag but I don't care because <laughs> I really love what I design I really love this game so we are literally playing with Joanna uh, sometimes after hours sitting and just playing sometimes when playtesting yeah. some new content and we both are very proud of, of Empires of the North I like it it's fast it's quick and it gives me this feeling of creating some synergies between cards, some super combo, trying mm -hmm. to score as fast as possible to 25 points. And, uh, and, I'm, and now, after these many months of designing Empires of the North, after these many months of designing now Japanese islands, and the spoiler alert, we are designing something even more 
So like mm -hmm. past uh, year was almost uh, full-time Empires of the North content and new cards and new combos. I was exactly this weekend, I'm, I'm, and I'm serious, this weekend I was considering to take Imperial Setters from the show because now I'm like slowly missing the Imperial Setters, like I'm slowly <laughs> thinking, okay, and now I'm ready to get back to Imperial Setters. So this is what we want to achieve, of course, here. Like we want to now make you play Empires of the North for many yeah. months, having great time, having this new energy, and then, well, I'm easy Setters. And maybe in 2021 or sometimes you will go, okay, now it's time to go back to Imperial Setters. <laughs> so two different games, the same game style, I, I like them both, uh, very proud of that. And uh, yeah. well, and I will keep explaining in all interviews, different <laughs> games, the same genre. Different yes. games, the same genre. So for anyone listening to our podcast, Imperial Settlers and Empires of the North, they are two different games. Correct. <laughs> same genre. But you're right. Uh, I, the, the, the part that I loved about uh, uh, Empires uh, was the cards that you compose and the combos that you can create. So... Having that with Empires of the North is very exciting for me. And I love that you added that wheel, the action wheel. So I'm looking forward to try that as well. So good idea for having a separate Thank game. You. And uh, we're very excited that you have an Asian expansion with Japanese islands for Empires of the North. But I wanted to ask you, maybe you wanted to, if you have any uh, thoughts of having a Philippine expansion for your <laughs> Philippine fans here. You know, yeah. our country also has a naval history. We have kingdoms here, so if, and we have many, many islands for exploration. So if you ever want to decide to create another Asian expansion, the Philippines this, is waiting. This is, <laughs> this is always a, a great question because, as, as you can imagine, each time I visit different countries or have a, a conversation <laughs> yeah. with different fans, they always ask me for the expansion in their country. And yes. even, even more, I live in Poland and I'm a Polish designer and I have a company in Poland and we didn't do a Polish faction yet. So you oh, can no. imagine that <laughs> on every single convention in Poland, I'm when there's a Poland coming to Imperial and I say, hey guys, and designed by yourself. <laughs> so uh, on, on, of course, we cannot uh, raise expansions for every country in, in, in the world, mm -hmm. but uh, we definitely encourage everybody to create fun, uh, fun created content. Portal Games is, is, is known for supporting and encouraging players to create their own factions. And, and to, be, to be honest, there is a, in the internet, there is a faction for Poland, a, a, a Slavic mm -hmm. faction. So some fans oh. created a fan-made uh, faction yeah. and we were promoting it on our channels. So uh, I, cannot, I cannot promise you that I will do a Philippine faction, <laughs> but I strongly encourage you, you guys, come up with the idea and then I will talk about this my social media and my vlog, yes. I, will, I will show it, I will play test it, I will have fun with that. Yeah. And, uh, you need to do some work, okay? Yes, yeah. definitely. Once we get a copy of the game, we'll invite some Filipino players and we'll see if we can come up with awesome. a, a new expansion. Uh, speaking of new games, you also have one that's coming out, uh, Detective. Uh, you came out with a new case, Natural Causes for Detective. Yeah. Um, what actually what we wanted to ask is is there any reason why you decided to give away a free case for detective we know it's been out for a while now people are enjoying it and you know people are surprised oh there's a free case for detective yeah so we're just wondering uh, where did it come from we we had a with detective we had a success that uh, never before happened in the company we, we sold the most this is the most popular game we ever produced we are very proud 
and uh, we we see a chance that this might be our evergreen title for for, for many years to come mm. and um, when you look at the video game industry yeah. there's so many video games that have a demo like uh, whatever it is a playstation game or mm. this is a switch game or this is a a PC game publishers uh, yeah. are doing this uh, demo. You play, you play one one level of the game, and you will like it or not. You will decide if, if you want to buy. We are very confident. We are very confident, and when you play Detective, you will like it. Like uh, the the feedback we have when we run demos at conventions, the feedback we have, of course, from you, from the players, the uh, the rating on Board Game Geek super high, still super mm. super high. Uh, 8.2, I think, uh, like this is insanely high rating, mm. great reviews. So we have this mm, this strong belief that if we will convince people who are skeptical and will tell to them, hey, it's a free case, download the cards, print one page because you have to print one page, only one yeah. page, with the board and and and, um, and and that's it. And you can invite your friends, have a mm. great game night. It is about 90 minute uh, case. And then you will decide if you want to buy Detective or not. And we, we strongly believe that <laughs> it's like a first booster for Magic the Gathering. If you have the first booster for Magic the Gathering, you are screwed yeah. up because you'll yeah. start buying all of them. So yeah, on, on a serious note, we do believe that the game provides a great experience and mm -hmm. so many of these people who will try these natural causes will decide to go into the full game. We will see over the, over the upcoming months how many players will actually test this this if players are lazy and maybe they don't want to print one page maybe that they don't want to download the cards but from our perspective we are the one of the first publishers or maybe even the first publisher who created a full-blown amazing demo of the product you can download it for free you can play it you can test it and then you can make a purchase decision if you want to buy the game or not so we you will see. We will see. We, we yes. We released these uh, natural causes the case two weeks ago from our website, yes. and we put also the files on Board Game Geek, so everybody can find them on Board Game Geek. And uh, after months or two, we will see how many players actually played the game because the game uses the website, so we have the data. We have the data. We know how many players are playing, how many players finished the case, how many players lost the case. So we know all this data, <laughs> and uh, and therefore we will. We will then decide if this effort of creating this case, because uh, as you can imagine, uh, on the one hand, uh, uh, your listeners might think, "Hey, Portal Games is nice. They give away product and they don't charge. They don't want to money." But mm -hmm. this product we had to develop. Like these two months of the work of writing the case, developing the case, playtesting the case. So this was uh, two months of our work, and we will evaluate. Uh, if it was worth it, I strongly believe it was. I strongly believe that everybody who will test this case will have a great time and hopefully will consider buying the, the full game. Exactly, yeah. So I think uh, we are one of them. <laughs> we, have, we have a game night set to, to try out the Natural Causes case actually and we'll let you know. But yes, one thing that amazes us with Detective actually is, you know, it, it is a marriage between traditional board gaming Mm -hmm. in the use of you know digital advancements with yeah. the websites and yes. you also have different apps for your games as well um we, we just want to ask if you know there's something uh hidden under your uh your bedside table or something if is there any game that is again going to include modern technology that you're probably working on right now at this point no at this point even more even more at this point there is no game i'm developing like at this point i'm a sort of the vacation 
And on a serious note, of course, because this is never vacation for me, but I'm developing um, expansions and new content for existing games, like Detective, like Imperial Settlers, like Empires of the North, so I'm now developing uh, uh, expansions. This, this, this becomes crazy, because with so many <laughs> games I already released, now is my full-time job is just creating expansions, because you fans want expansions, 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 so I have no time for the new games. So uh, I'm not sure what will uh, happen in the future. I not I don't know what I will design in the next year. But as for now, uh, as for now, I'm finishing developing Stronghold Undead, and I'm uh, writing new cases for Detective. Uh, but in general, I'm not scared of technology. Mm-hmm. I do believe that if used well in the board games, it may increase the the experience. And of course, uh, if there is too much technology then we will we feel like we are playing video game instead of the board game so True. always True. i keep it keep in mind if you want to play a board game you want to play the board game but right. some technology tweaks some gadgets some neat ideas may increase increase the immersion increase the the value so that's why in detective you have this website that pretends that you are logging to police website and you are pretending that you are looking for the suspect's data <laughs> etc so it increases the, the gameplay, the, the gameplay value, and you're sitting with your friends, you're sitting at the table, you're discussing, you're having your donuts, you're drinking coffee, and one of you is just logging to the police website, and, hey guys, I just found this suspect, he's in this prison, we can interrogate him. And this is not breaking immersion, this is adding to the immersion. So mm-hmm. I strongly believe that the technology used wise will just make the board game even better. Yeah, we look forward to using those tools when we have our detective game night very soon. Uh, speaking of expansions that you mentioned, uh, one of our uh, viewers here asked if do you have any plans of future expansions for Robinson Crusoe? Any new edition or uh, scenarios for that one? At, uh, in January at PortalCon. Each year, each year in Poland we, we, we have an event called uh, PortalCon. Mm-hmm. And during this event, we announce our plans for the whole year. So we, we do it in January. It is uh, even for a few hundred people here in Poland who come to this uh, amazing place and there's a keynote uh, and everybody is super excited. And of course, we always live stream on YouTube this event. And uh, at, uh, at PortalCon in January, we will announce a new expansion for Robinson Crusoe, so spoiler alert, but more <laughs> details in January. So for our listeners out there, uh, stay tuned to January at PortalCon for official announcements from Correct. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of conventions, actually, we've heard that Portal Games would be an essence spiel this yes. coming end of the month. Um, what can they look forward to? Will, will they be seeing you there? I will be for two days only. For the first time, for the first time, I go to Essen only for two days. So I will be there on Friday and Saturday. On Saturday, I I have a keynote. So I strongly invite everybody. It is a keynote called 20 Years of Portal Games. And I will be talking uh, funny jokes and funny stories from 20 years of uh, running company. So you can imagine in these 20 years, many funny things happened. So it will be a funny seminar for everybody. And I will be at Essen, as I mentioned, on Friday and Saturday. And yes, Portal Games, of course, will have a huge booth. We will have uh, Empires of the North, Empires of the North Japanese Islands. We will have a Protoporte. We have a new expansion for, for uh, Neuroshima Hex called Sandrunners. So as for us, huge operation. As always, a big booth uh, for new products. Mm-hmm. And me personally, I will just come, meet with the fans, uh, get cookies, hopefully, and bring <laughs> cookies home. 
and that's my plan for for SM. <laughs> By the way, if you're traveling, you and you want to include uh, any Asian countries, you're more than uh, welcome to demo your games here in the Philippines. You can have Portal Con Asia if you want here. You have many <laughs> fans here, and we have uh, lots of cookies for you if you ever decide to visit. That sounds tempting. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, I think um, since you know you are a board game designer and also an author, actually, we yes. uh, we, we we try to to read some of your blog posts, and we we've discovered your book, the board game that tells stories. Yes. Um, that actually <laughs> talks about game design as well. So we would like to ask you a few questions about that and, you know, board game design in general, since there are also a lot of us here that are aspiring designers, uh, you know, board game designers that would one day want to get um, published. But, uh, but I guess my first question on that regard is, have you had an experience, I guess, since I think we're, we're kind of noticing that you like worker placement? Um, have you had an experience wherein you wanted to implement a game mechanic? Uh, maybe because it relates to the theme or you know your favorite worker placement but it just doesn't work yeah so uh, exactly as you mentioned most of my games if not all of them works uh, using worker placement mechanism which is super simple to to use and to develop and i love this mechanism mm. uh, and yes when when i design a game sometimes there are the situation that i have this brilliant idea that somehow doesn't work and it pisses me off and for a few weeks i'm trying to solve the problem and make it work and it doesn't work and at some point you have to look at this great idea and uh, say okay it is not that great it doesn't work it sucks destroy it yeah, so <laughs> of course there are these situations uh, i design very slowly I, I'm, I'm not super fast with designing the games and uh, i'm using super simple mechanism i env, envy and i look at the different designers like uh, Rainer Knizia, like uh, Bruno Catala, like all these smart guys who can come up with this new and new idea for the mechanism. I'm just taking their ideas and I'm using them in my games. <laughs> I never invented the mechanism. I'm just, I'm just a guy who plays many games, many games, and from these many games, I'm stealing, stealing ideas. I wrote a series of articles on Board Game Geek about designing Empires of the North, this new game. Uh, and I gave a credit to all the designers. So in Empires of the North, there is a boost card mechanism that I stole from Underwater Cities. Underwater Cities is amazing game. I strongly recommend great Euro game, heavy Euro game from Vladimir Suhi. So I wrote the whole article, how I stole this idea, why I love it, how I used it. Then I wrote a, a separate article about different games that I used as inspiration. Uh, so basically, I'm playing games every week, every week playing games, and if I find something very interesting, I'm making a note, I take it to my drawer with my ideas, and then when I'm ready to design a new game, I'm looking at these uh, great ideas from different designers. Like, for example, in uh, Empires of the North, once again, there is a draft mechanism. This draft mechanism is uh, di almost directly stolen, stolen, I mean, it's, I say, you use the word stole as a joke, of course. It is inspired by uh, Terraforming Mars, a great game. I love Terraforming Mars. I have it in my collection with all the expansions. Uh, and I love how you draft cards in Terraforming Mars. So I use this mechanism in Imperial Setter. So uh, in most mm -hmm. cases, it is not me inventing mechanism. I'm not that smart. It's just me playing games and uh, using this great, already invented mechanism in my designs. Ah, 
this is great. This gives us inspiration because we play a lot of games, but we're we try to design our own games. But just like you, we we get ideas from uh, different uh, by playing games. And yes, if I if I can give you advice, uh, I I say Ooh. during the seminar for the young designers, after playing a game, I have a special notebook, and after playing a new game, I try to think for the couple of minutes after the gameplay, and I make a note what I really liked in this game, what was cool, what was fun, and it, it not always have to be a rule. It may be like I like the look of the cast, I like these icons, I like the like what was cool in this game, mm-hmm. and then what I dislike in this game. So what was bothering me, what was not good, and right now I have this notebook with so many notes uh, gathered <laughs> over the years with uh, all the things that I like in games and I don't like in the games. And then when I start to designing a new game, I'm browsing this, you know, this notepad and uh, looking for the inspiration and uh, on one hand, I have these red lights, what I don't like in the games, what I should mm-hmm. don't do in my games, and this green light, what are the good ideas from other games. So I strongly recommend, after you play a game, five minutes break and think what was awesome in this game and what sucked in this game. Ah, okay. Definitely That's perfect, yeah. No, thanks for the advice, so we will take a note of that. Um, But since you mentioned it, also, I just want, wanted to ask, how much, do you, uh, how much time do you spend Playing games versus designing games. So I play games every weekend with my wife. My wife is a geek, so 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 we play together every every weekend. And mm-hmm. I also play games every Monday. We have after hours, so after the after the work at 4 p.m. every Monday, me and couple of my employees, not everybody, but couple of uh, of my employees stay in the office uh, for four hours. And for these four hours, we are playing different games. So basically, every weekend and every Monday I play uh, games, and then as for designing, it's it depends on the moment of the of the year. Like uh, sometimes I design full time, almost full time, all the day for the couple of days because we have to finish design, or maybe I have the great moment uh, with the good ideas. And sometimes I have to be CEO of the company, the owner of the company, and for example, for two weeks. I'm just doing invoicing, you know, and negotiations and business stuff, and I'm not designing whatsoever. So for designing, it it's it differs. And different months, different weeks, I put more and less time for designing. As for gaming, as a gamer, every weekend and every Monday, I I play games, I discover games, I learn about the games, and I strongly believe that if you want to design games, you need to know what's popular, what's interesting, what's what's now trendy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So. That's, yeah. that's how that's how we stay relevant. And uh, when we released Detective, it was Detective year. Everybody was playing Detective games, and yes, we had Detective because I I knew there are these trends. Now this year, Portal Games released Imperial Roll and Ride, so Roll and Ride game. Because yes, because I knew it is relevant. Now everybody's playing Roll and Ride games, and Portal Games was ready. So I'm playing. I'm uh, watching what you gamers are playing. I'm mm-hmm. very active on Instagram and Twitter, and I'm discussing with the gamers was popular, what they like. I try to be part of the community, I try to be part of the gamers community so I can know uh, what I should design next. Yeah, that's very interesting and a good uh, tip is to always um, stay relevant and be active in social media. Um, How much feedback do you get from people who played your game, Uh, especially those who like to give you negative comments? Do you listen to those at all? I listen to them um, when I start designing uh, expansions or when I designing new editions. So when the mm-hmm. game is released, uh, I don't uh, watch reviews, I don't read reviews because as you can imagine, 
all reviewers are wrong. My game is awesome, <laughs> and they are all wrong. So, like, if, if I watch the review, I'm just pissed off because this guy is wrong. Uh, so I'm not watching uh, reviews whatsoever. But yes. then, when few months pass, and uh, I can become more objective, yes, and and, and less uh, less crazy. And yes. when I know that I have to come up with a new content, either this expansion, either this a new edition, then I do research. I look what the reviewers were saying, what they were looking in this game, what they expect from the game, so yeah. I can be relevant and give a good expansion for them. So uh, after the release of the game, absolutely, I'm silent, no watching reviews because they are pissing me off. Uh, <laughs> but then, but then uh, when I have to create new content. It's time to be smart. It's time to stop making jokes, and it's time to see what people are saying. Yeah. So, um, with the with the success of your games, you know, uh, we just wanted to know as well. When do you actually declare or confirm that the game is a success? You know, is it the number of uh, copies sold? You know, or when <laughs> when the certain reviewer said it's good? <laughs> Yeah, this is yeah, this is a very interesting question, and of course, I have uh, I have no idea, and I can give you a great example. So on one hand, uh, the first Martians is known as my biggest failure, the very bad reviews. Everybody was complaining on this game; it was a disaster for me. I spent designing this game three years. I put three years of my life into this game. It was released, and it was disaster. Everybody hated the game, which was very sad for me. And uh, so we can discuss if this was a failure. But you mentioned finances. In terms of the finances, this game brought me a lot of money. Uh, we sold more than 30,000 copies. Uh, unfortunately, then we had 40,000 un un unhappy customers. But mm. in terms of the finances, it was a huge success. It was one of the most successful games in the history of, the, of my company. And yet, I would not call it a success. I, I got a lot of money from, from, the, from the sold copies, but the reviews were terrible, and I was very sad and uh, devastated with the feedback. On the other hand, with the detective, when I finished designing the detective before even it, it went to the print, like we are talking about the uh, final version of the prototype, I already mm. felt like this is a success. Like I love this game so much. We spent so much and so great time playtesting it. All my playtesters loved the game. They wanted to playtest the new cases, even though they were not ready yet. But they were, yeah, we want more, we want more. And uh, mm. even before sending to print, I knew Detective is a success. I loved this game and I had a huge belief in that. And I was right. The game was released and it was very successful. So you can look at the success from different perspectives. Uh, for me, when I finish design and I love this design, I'm happy. I think it's a success that I pulled off another great game and I'm very proud of that. And sometimes it comes with the awards later. Sometimes it goes with the money later. But for me, the success is when I finally finish the game and I'm proud of it, that's, I'm happy. Yes. So in your case, this would be the satisfaction as, as a creator, as a designer, yep. is more yep. important than the financial success of the game. Yeah, that's... because with the financial, with the financial I, have, I have no influence on, on that whatsoever. Sometimes you release the game and it becomes viral and becomes a hit. Sometimes you release a game and nobody cares about it, even though the game is very good. So. Uh, with that, I have no way to change it. But with the design, this is the moment when I act, yes? And when I finish, I feel, okay, I did a great job, I'm happy. Yes, yeah. In your case, uh, you have a unique perspective that maybe not a lot of game designers have. You're both a designer and, at the same time, the boss. Uh, you run yep. Portal Games. Um, in that case, which, one, which role gives you more satisfaction, as the game designer or as the... Uh, the one who running your own company. 
Yeah, so this is, uh, I, I hate both of these jobs, I'm sorry <laughs> to say that. Uh, I'm also, I'm also a, a chief uh, in portal of the marketing department, oh. and I love marketing department. So, so all marketing, all the blogs, vlogs, podcasts, the interviews, what we are doing now, I, I love talking about the game. So yeah. the marketing part of the company, like spreading the word about our game, spreading the passion, sharing the passion with the fans, this is what I love and this is what I would love to do eight hours a day. But I cannot do marketing all the time because I have to design these stupid games that I don't <laughs> like. And uh, and then I have to be a CEO and do business stuff, you know, and uh, some invoices, etc. And this is boring like shit. So basically, uh, I hate to be CEO. I hate to design games. I love being marketing, but it is only one third of my of my day. Yeah, that's interesting. The I, I guess that if you had a choice, you would rather be talking about uh, your passion, the board game, than actually designing or becoming a businessman. I would I would uh, I make a uh, lot of jokes in the company when <laughs> when my employees piss me off and I say to them, okay guys, I'm done. I'm closing Portal Games. I'm being uh, I will send my CV and my resume to Simon and I will be a chief of marketing <laughs> of Simon and see you there. And uh, this is like. Ongoing joke in the company that at yeah. some point I will just say, okay, I'm going to I'm being as a marketing in different company. Yeah. One thing that you can also try is being an author because we really love your book. We found that we were excited to know that you or your blog posts have been collected into a book, but we were disappointed to know that your second book, the book two for uh, board games that tell stories, is not available in Kindle, only in print. Oh yeah, this is really the Kindle. I'm making a note because this is like a, I heard about this already, and <laughs> I forgot to change it. So I promise you, there will be broadcast detail stories to Kindle. Yes, this is, thank uh, you. Yes, I, I, yes, I'm, I'm making a note right now. Because uh, I, I was already told Ivan to order it from Poland because it's only no, no, available no, no, no. in Kindle. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I made, I made, I made a note, and it will be available uh, in Kindle. So this is one uh, conclusion from this interview. Oh. Uh, and as for thank you, and as for writing, the my whole career uh, and my whole job started with me writing. Like uh, the first thing uh, that happened uh, with gaming and me, I wrote um, a scenario for a Warhammer role-playing game. So it was adventure for Warhammer, and I sent it to the magazine about role-playing games in Poland. They and they published it. They paid me money. I was wow, this is interesting. I wrote an adventure. It was fun and I got paid. So then I wrote many more articles for them about the Warhammer role-playing game. They mm -hmm. published them all, they paid me for all of that. And I say, this is interesting path, I love it. And I started becoming a writer and I wrote a, a ton of um, articles and adventures and expansions for role-playing games. And then around 2002, 2003, I discovered the world of board games. I felt in love with board games and I became a designer of board games. But my whole career, it all started with me being a writer. So yeah, wow. uh, app apparently writing is uh, yeah. I love writing. Like the, with with that, like I make uh, I make jokes, uh, but there's a sort of truth in that that uh, I don't like designing. It is always very difficult. It's very frustrating. It, it like playtesting is is a pain in the ass. So <laughs> uh, I am designer. I design a couple of games, but it's a very frustrating process, and I, I'm not loving that. But writing, yes, I love writing. I, I love to be a writer, and, and I have my blog, board games that tell stories, and I really enjoy you know, writing new, new stuff. Right. Um, it's all part of the creative process, and you yes. know, you know, um, if if 
if you want to make things easier, <laughs> I'm just wondering if you know you as the boss of Portal Games. Just in case, if you're going to be licensing titles, you know, for Portal, is what would you be looking for? Just something for the game designers out there. Yeah, so we always look for the games that have. Uh, I, we call it is called hybrid games. So the game that has a very solid rules, it is like a German game, Euro game. It is a very good, strong mechanism, but mm-hmm. it has to have this amazing, amazing team, Ameritrash team, that the we geeks who love science fiction, who love fantasy, will enjoy. So that's uh-huh. when you look at the Portal Games catalog right now. Next to me is a Stronghold Undead, our our new game, and this is heavy, finky, complex game that it, that could be designed by Rainer Knizia or Stefan Feld, like this is a difficult, complex game, but the team is freaking amazing. The necromancer is throwing spells and there's a mana and there's skeletons on the walls, like there's all this crazy stuff happening like in the fantasy novels. So the team is very strong, but the rules very solid, like designed by the German designer. So this is, this is, this is what we call hybrid games, so not mm-hmm. Ameritrash, not Euro game, but hybrid game, and this is what we try to publish in at Portal Games, and this is what we do. Imperial Setters has a great team, but this is a, besides a great theme, it is a great engine building game. And you'll, mm. if you look at our catalog, it is always true for our games. Very interesting hybrid games. Yeah, uh, you, uh, Euro rules with Ameritrash theme. I'll keep in mind yes. that. Yes. Yeah. You mentioned a couple of uh, notable game designers. Uh, apart from yourself, of course, do you have any favorite designers that you like their games? Uh, I absolutely adore, respect, and love Eric Lang. I think his his games are absolutely amazing. Uh, Godfather, Blood Rage, like uh, this is he's he's a genius for me. I absolutely adore and love Richard Garfield, who is mm. a super genius. He did, yes. of course, Magic: The Gathering back yeah. then, but now he came up the Keyforge and uh, King of Tokyo mm-hmm. and Robo Rally and you can just name the game he designs and everybody every game is amazing I mm-hmm. absolutely love and respect Bruno Catala who makes these thinking games like five tribes like you play this game and you cannot believe that somebody can come up with such a beautiful design so of mm-hmm. course I'm as a designer and as a gamer I have these favorite designers I love I adore uh, some of them I know personally, some of them are my friends, which is a absolutely humbling for me and I'm super proud that I can <laughs> uh, talk to these guys and discuss the design. Uh, yes, Eric Lang, Richard Garfield, Bruno Catala, absolutely top three for me. Yeah, speaking of Eric Lang, there were news that you were supposed to be designing a game with Eric Lang. Any updates with that? Yes, the, we, were, we were designing the game uh, for some time. But now, because of Detective and me writing new cases for Detective uh, every single month, and Eric working for Simon and mm-hmm. developing the games, now this project is on hold. I hope that it will come back to this project one time, sometime in the future. But now, no, now, no, we had to, we had to take a break. He's working at Simon. I'm doing Detective. No chance to go back to this design oh, no. desk together. No, maybe uh, in no, the future. Uh, in future, hopefully future, because we had a great, great idea for the game, but uh, time, 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 there's no time. Yes, yes. Well, well, we're, we'll hope that you will find time for it. Thank you. Yeah, in relation to your favorite designers, um, we're just wondering, can you name some of your favorite games, probably apart from those that you have designed? <laughs> uh, on one hand, I absolutely respect and love the simple games that make our hobby 
so great and so so big and that made me play a game. So Ticket to Ride, amazing. Yes. Settlers of Catan, yeah. amazing. So there's many bla- many players, many geeks who trash Catan and say, oh, Catan is too random, Catan sucks. <laughs> I say, no, Catan is a great game. Remember you yourself, when you were beginning to be a geek, uh, it is one of the games that bring people to gaming. So I, I, I love these simple games and I play them sometimes really with my family, with my friends. So these simple games i love it for the different games i love the games there are lots of um, table talk so mm-hmm. when there is a, a lot of negotiations and bluffing and discussion and arguing so i love the games like resistance i like the games like bonanza when you have to trade i love the games like mall of horror when you have to negotiate who gets who gets killed so <laughs> all the games when you have to convince somebody at the table to do something, I'm very good in these games, I can talk, as you can already hear, I can talk and talk and talk. So all these games, when you need to talk, I love these games. And of course, I love also the heavy games, like Twilight Struggle, mm. like Star Wars Rebellion, like Stronghold, my own game, but this is the same type of game. So the heavy, thinky game that takes about two to three hours, with the loads of paths to victory, these games I love as well. So, but I have different different phases, I would say. that There's moments, for example, when I start playing a war game from GMT and I play yeah. Commands and Colors, etc. And there are some moments when I play party games. So I basically, of course, I love all the games. I'm really geek. I'm playing a lot of games. Uh, <laughs> but yes, the games when you talk a lot, this is my favorite type. Uh, we share something in common because I like negotiating games in yeah. games. So. Sometimes awesome. um, some of my friends think that oh you're you're creating alliances the the rules does not allow you to negotiate. Yeah, sometimes my my wife refuses to play with me when she sees that this game uh, involves negotiations. She said no, I'm not playing with this jerk because he will be talking all the time. I cannot stand it, and she just leaves the table. Like there are such situations because yeah. when there's negotiation, I cannot shut up. <laughs> yes, I, I've been known to make unofficial alliances with other players. <laughs> Every game becomes racing science. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this brought up uh, this brought up one topic with us, which is our main topic for this upcoming podcast uh, called gaming etiquette. Um, I, wa- I wanted to get your opinions on what do you think are the do's and don'ts when it comes to board gaming. This is mostly for new players so that they know what uh, what are the unspoken rules. Do you have any ideas for gaming etiquette? Uh, I would say mm, in, in general when I play board games I see we all behave quite nice and quite awesome and uh, I, I didn't have any terrifying moments in my gaming experience and I'm speaking also about my friends but also the conventions like basically gamers are very polite very kind people and a huge respect for this whole community. Uh, if, if I want to uh, convince somebody to play a little bit even more kind and awesome, I, I strongly recommend to not do downtime. Like I'm, I'm strongly against the players who play very slowly. I don't know if you guys play slowly, but if you do, I would punch you in the face. <laughs> uh, because uh, what, what I what I mean by that. If you are spending one or two minutes on your round thinking what to do, what's the best move, you have to keep in mind that for these two mo- two minutes, other players are doing nothing and they are bored, and you are basically ruining their experience. So, of course, we want, we all want to make the best move possible. We yes. all want to think ahead and create a plan, and I respect that. Mm-hmm. And of course, 
there are some rounds during the game when you may say, guys, this is a crucial moment, give me five minutes, take your time, you go make a tea, because now this is my five, five minutes, I have to think. And I respect if the player says something like that, sometimes even yes. I say I say something like that. But if every single damn round you take three or four minutes, this is not respect for other players. Like they have to wait over and over and over for you. So try to play a little bit faster. We all play for the fun. We all yeah. want to win, that's obvious. But maybe you don't need to win the game if you will be spending so much time uh, uh, making a downtime and making everybody else unhappy. So. My only advice on the game etiquette is don't make other players wait so, so, so long for their round. But basically, overall, gamers are very awesome people. And uh, I'm, I'm speaking it from the experience from many conventions. I visited hundreds of conventions in my life. I played with uh, thousands of people all around the globe on different countries. And all of you guys are rather funny guys with lots of sense of humor. Uh, and I really enjoying this, this hobby and community. I absolutely agree. I think that um, yeah, gaming in pace and uh, that really affects other people's experience. So a quick tip to our listeners, if you're going to play with Ignasi, uh, make sure to move fast or he will punch you in the face. Correct. <laughs> Correct. This is official. Yes. Uh, so yeah, you've been very helpful uh, with us, Ignasi. We've known you as a game designer, your thoughts on the business side of things. But we have a few questions here that would just like to know you more personally. You know, uh, a few questions. Um, if you, uh, we call them, we call it the lightning round. We'll just ask you a series of questions. If you can answer them as quickly as you can without adding any explanation, would you be game to do that? Perfect. Alright, um, so yeah, there's just a few questions, alright. Number one, um, would you rather text or talk? Text, text. Alright, okay. uh, what's your favorite day of the week? Mm, Monday. Mm, interesting. Um, flight or super strength? No flight, no, 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 no flight. Okay. <laughs> Coffee super. or tea? Cake or cookies? Oh. Uh, let's let's go let's let's go for the cake because uh, I have so many cookies at home. Like, uh, oh my god. All right. Um, co-op or competitive? Competitive. Food or games? Games. And yeah, uh, that's it. Uh, thank you for that. That was fun. Thank you very um, much. Yes, is there anything else you want to say? Final words for the people? Yeah, I strongly, yes, I strongly recommend to find me online. Uh, I'm, as you can see, I, I talk a lot. I'm uh, super passionate about the game. So if you are using Twitter, you can find me on Twitter and talk with me. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. Like just go to portalgames.pl slash en, find our website, learn about our upcoming products, upcoming Kickstarters, upcoming uh, games and uh, be in touch i'm uh, i'm a vivid gamer vivid designer so there's a lot of fun moments uh, all around me as i mentioned we have a vlog portal games vlog you can find it on youtube we have a weekly we have a weekly show with um, a live stream for the fans so fans can uh, talk with us on youtube every monday so there's a uh, lot of places you can find me online so don't hesitate, uh, either Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, the YouTube, I'm always available for you to chat, so check me out. Okay. Alright, yes, uh, again, my name is Ivan, and this is Andrew, and we would like to thank you again, thank Ignacy, you. 
for spending the time with us. Absolutely. And Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. You have Salam a good day. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. If you are still here, you got to the end of the episode. Thank you very much for your support. If you like this kind of content, make sure to like the video if you're watching it on YouTube or give us a follow if you're listening to us on any of the podcast platforms. Let your friends know too so that we can keep doing stuff like this. Everything helps. Our social media along with Ignazis will be on the show notes. Again, thank you very much. Cheers!